0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Battle World: The Marvel Superheroes Comics Commentary Podcast. My name's Adam.
1: My name's Yonder. I mean, the Jeremy Yonder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Jeremy Yonder.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, yeah. And we're here to discuss Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number one through question mark. It's got a well, well, number one, we'll start with number one, has a cover date of May 1984. It was on sale January twenty-fourth of nineteen eighty-four. It had a cover price of seventy-five cents, y'all. Whoa. And uh, this one's titled The War Begins.
2: That's where the war
1: Yeah, before we I don't know, before we really dive into this um did you I am I'm, I'm reading out of the paperback uh, uh omnibus for Secret Wars 1. Did you read any of the prologue or any of the introduction stuff? I did. I read all of it. Oh, okay. I I uh, I knew that there was a toy line for Secret Wars, but I did not know that this comic was um uh a t- um how do i say it like a catalyst for the tie in i thought secret wars happened and then they made toys but it was kind of a package deal it looks like
0: i did some research okay as i am sometimes want to do mhm and uh him schuter had uh this idea that he'd been that had been boiling up for a while where he wanted to do this kind of big bang where basically everything gets rebooted very similar to what's happening nowadays um it's like Thor would die and somebody else would take up the mantle of Thor and stuff like that. But the the I guess the creators and the fans were all against it, so he had to shelve it. So he was coming up with this other idea called Cosmic Champions, which would allow him to kind of play with uh, play around with some of the Marvel superheroes and, and make changes to them. Um he had paid $220. For an unsolicited story idea from a Chicago fan in which Spider-Man got a new black high-tech costume. I don't know if that'll go anywhere. I don't know. But uh, then uh, Kenner and Mattel were uh, vying to do DC superheroes. Mm-hmm. And Kenner, the uh, makers of Star Wars 1. Mm-hmm. And Mattel, the makers of He-Man, Ooh. lost. And they felt uh, that they needed to do something. So they slapped together a uh, half-hearted Marvel line. And they uh, they decided, they, they demanded that, well, they didn't demand. They, part of the deal was that if they were going to do this toy line, uh, Marvel had to do a comic book to coincide with it. And the comic had to be called Secret Wars, because, according to Mattel Market Research, those were two words that made
1: kids go wild. secret and wars yeah, oh, okay um i uh uh had some secret wars toys when I was a kid, but I didn't get them when Secret Wars was released. I got them when they were on super duper clearance at k b toys.
0: I remember seeing them when they were on <laughs> super duper clearance. KB Toys and still not being able to afford them.
1: Oh my gosh I picked up a I don't remember what it was called but it was it was a base so a big plastic castly base type thing that came with Black Spider-Man and Kang Wow. Yeah and I thought they were so cool and I was like I want to get all of these but it was super duper clear it's a KB this was all that was left and I want to say like the thing was like 12 bucks it, wow. it was so cheap, and it was huge. It had, like, guns and doors and computer terminals and such. Uh, yeah, but it looks like, uh, you know... So, yeah, you're right. Secret Wars is the name. Secret Wars is the toy line. Um, and looking at the action figure list, it looks like they probably came out with the toys before they came out with the comic because some of these characters don't appear.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess so. And And they created... A few characters for the comic mm-hmm. so that they could make toys out of it and so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, and uh, not everybody that's featured in Secret Wars got a toy. I guess the toys uh, were only the most popular action figures. So, Oh, okay. Doctor Doom, of course. There's a really cool Hobgoblin toy. Daredevil's in there. Uh, the only X-Men you get is Wolverine, but you do get Magneto, etc., Falcon, Captain America, Doctor Octopus—I mean, they're pretty cool. It'd be—I would—I would be pretty happy right now if I had a full set of Secret Wars toys.
0: I'm sure you would. As <laughs> imagine if they were unopened; they might even be worth some money.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I wasn't even shooting that high. Do you have any other background information on this whole Secret Wars thing?
0: Not really. Okay. Uh, there might be some other stuff as it shows up, but. I don't. That that was pretty much the gist of it. Cosmic, uh, whatever I called it. Cosmic warriors, cosmic uh, champions. Cosmic champions became Secret Wars.
1: So according to the the prologue or whatever you want to call it, like this was the first major Marvel event. But there was Champions of the Universe, wasn't there?
0: Uh, what was that contest of champions? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: contest of champions. Which which uh, was what three issues or four issues or something. It was three
0: issues, and it's very similar.
1: Right, and it featured – yeah, it had like a bunch of uh, heroes and villains battling. So this is like the first major Marvel Universe tie-in thing, but – Well, this was done
0: really interestingly in that it was done over 12 months, 12 Mm -hmm. issues, and each – the the Like we did uh, X-Men number 180 and in issue 181, they get back from Secret Wars and that was released shortly after Secret Wars number one. So while the next 12 issues of X-Men were coming out, we were learning about where they had been at Secret Wars. Right. And that's true of everybody. Spider-Man had his black costume. Ooh, where, who, where did that come from? And, mm-hmm. you know. Different, different people were doing different stuff and everybody was like, whoa, those secret worlds were crazy.
1: I think I would find that super annoying <laughs> to have to wait a full year to find out like what happened between issues, you know, 180 and 181 or 181 and 182.
0: Well, I would imagine most of the issues just kind of moved on and they were like, "Him, uh, make sure, what, what are the key points?
1: Yeah. How okay, does this thing gotcha. end? <laughs> okay.
0: I'm just going to move on with my story. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um yeah I I won't give away too much uh I won't give away too much but what I can say is that like in the omnibus here you get pretty much every comics uh, intro into secret wars like uh Spider-Man the Thing Avengers Captain America uh etc all the comics and how they ended up at the that big building that we saw at the end of issue 180 um leading to everyone being beamed somewhere which is right. where this story starts. But first, let's talk about the cover. The cover's awesome. I love this cover.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, Mike Z- Mike Zek cover. Um, we know him from uh, Avengers Annual 10.
1: I think this was actually the cover of the Marvel Super Heroes um, role-playing game first edition box, I think. Probably. Why wouldn't it be? Sure, yeah. It's got everybody. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, for X-Men, you've got Storm, Colossus, Uh, Rogue, I don't know how she got there. Cyclops, that's probably a mistake. Uh, And Wolverine. (laughs) Oh, and Nightcrawler's there, too. So almost all the X-Men are featured. Uh, Hulk, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Torch, Thing, She-Hulk, Hawkeye, Captain America. I think that's everybody. Yeah, there's there's actually more X-Men representation on here than there are, like, uh, Avengers. And Fantastic Four. There's no Fantastic Four. Oh, Torch. And Mm -hmm. Thing. Okay, (laughs) never mind. Half the Fantastic Four is there. All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so w- what's there to say about Secret Wars? Everybody gets beamed to a big, crazy spaceship.
0: A spaceship in space.
1: And, uh, you know, we could go through the lineup, but f- for the X-Men, um, it's the same characters I mentioned. But Magneto is in the background of this giant two-page spread, and he looks just as surprised as all of the other superheroes. Well, we should go through
0: the lineup of the creators. Oh, I'm sorry. We have Him uh, Schuter writing, Michael Zeck penciling, John Beattie inking, Joe Rosen lettering, Christy Scheel coloring, and Tom DeFelco editing. Presumably Jim or Him is also editing in chief.
1: Yeah. He's like, Tom, it's gold. Don't even touch it. Apparently, he was really hard
0: to work with, and a lot of the uh, editors said that the the – First thing they needed to do on a Himushu project was fire him. <laughs> really? And he was and usually he totally understood.
2: <laughs> really? That's
0: funny. Yeah. I guess uh Mike Zek had to like the reason that there's a fill in artist a couple issues in is because Mike Zek had to redraw so many different pages and that's why towards towards the end of this thing, his artwork kind of slows down and I guess he had to redraw a lot of stuff.
1: Well, it, it starts strong in this big two-page spread when they're in the giant spaceship. Um, uh, and uh, I guess a couple of the, the things that we, we, we should pay attention to uh, are that Cyclops is here, Professor Xavier is in here uh, in his chair with his legs wrapped up, and Rogue is here. And Lockheed. And Lockheed, right. So those, those are three folks that did not walk into the spaceship with the rest of the x-men right and uh yeah they're all like where are we there's a whole bunch of superheroes here except for magneto why is he here that doesn't (laughs) Um, make sense
0: nightcrawler says ach zine which roughly translates to oh no zine oh which uh you, know, you can tell that Jim uh, Shooter is not uh, quite the uh, German care carrying guy that Chris Claremont is.
1: Everybody goes and introduces themselves. I am Professor X. These are my X-Men: Storm, Nightcrawler, Rogue, Cyclops, Wolverine, and Colossus. Colossus chimes in and Lockheed the Dragon. So, Oi. yeah, <laughs> it's uh, what we'll see throughout this is that Jim Shooter doesn't read the X-Men. I don't. I don't think he I, and Chris yeah. Claremont talk.
0: It, it would. It would. It would appear not. All right. So I'll do. I'll try to do this quickly. Uh, we got wasp. We got She-Hulk. We got Captain Marvel. The uh, the new Captain Marvel. The girl, uh, not Carol Danvers. We got Captain America. We got Thor. We got Hawkeye. We got Iron Man. Professor X. We you talked about the X Men. I'll skip over them. Hulk. Spider Man. Mister Fantastic. Thing. And uh, Human Torch.
1: And then for the villains, you've got Entrantress, Ultron, the Absorbing Man, the Wrecker, and his Wrecking Crew, Thunderball, Piledriver, and Bulldozer, uh, Kang, Galactus, the Lizard, the Molecule Man, Dr. Octopus, and Dr. Doom. Yeah. So the villains are clearly on one side, and the heroes are clearly on the other side. The Although, villains are
0: in a different construct than the heroes, should be noted, they're not fighting they're kind of staring at each other
1: but they... professor x is
0: is able to uh get into their minds the villains minds in order to figure out who's over there
1: and i think doctor doom can see over there or something he knows that the heroes are on the other construct
0: he's got super eyes
1: yeah um so that's when, uh, you know, they're all introducing each other and talking and Magneto's like, I don't know why I'm here. And everyone's like, you're a villain. We don't like you, Magneto. And that's when something pulls together a patchwork planet.
0: Yeah, the a bunch. But well, first of all, there's an entire galaxy is destroyed in front of them and behind them and they're trapped in blackness. And then, uh, pulled from several different planets, uh, becomes what we will soon know as Battle
1: World. Doctor Doom is obviously intrigued. The power's incalculable, and he would like some. (laughs) That's when Ultron's like, I am Ultron, and I hate all living beings. I don't care if we're all bad. And he just goes on a rampage and just starts attacking everybody, which is kind of cool. I like this, this sequence here. Dr. Doom's like, Molecule Man, you're super powerful. You should stop Ultron. And Molecule Man's like, "Eh, (laughs) I'm scared. So with
0: Molecule Man, we have the dichotomy of a guy who has like, his powers are the ability to alter the molecules of anything.
1: That's a pretty darn powerful power. But he's a wimp. He's a superwimp. Now, I guess he's an Avengers uh, enemy uh, or maybe Fantastic Four, maybe both. So at some point, he was a villain and he he tried to take over the Earth. So I don't know. Yeah,
0: I, 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 uh, there was a little bit about that in what I was reading. And the last time they uh, the Avengers or whoever fought him, they told him he should go see a therapist at the end of the thing. And I guess he did.
1: So Dr. Doom does convince Molecule Man to do something. And he does, which is, I guess, to throw Ultron off course. He goes crashing into Galactus. And, uh, I mean, I guess Galactus has got this this thing about him where he's so big that he just doesn't notice uh, anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't notice anything that doesn't have anything to do with him.
1: So when Ultron slams into him, Galactus is like, huh, that's weird. Look at that. And uh, Ultron's like, well, Galactus is just another living thing. He's just bigger, so I'm going to go get him. And so he flies up there to go get Galactus. Galactus just kind of looks at Ultron and is like, mm, no. Galactus yeah. falls to the, or I mean, uh, Ultron falls to the ground.
0: There's a, there's a panel where the energy of Ultron gets sucked out of him.
1: So Ultron is dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's a, he's a robot, but he's, he's dead. Someone says, that is one bad dude. <laughs> I bet you it's the black guy that's part of the wrecking crew how'd you know (laughs) i don't know adam (laughs) uh
0: that's a great guess jeremy
1: (laughs) just wait till we get the roadie iron man he's got (laughs) some really bad lines of dialogue uh that's when um well the beyonder shows up i'm from beyond slay your enemies and all your desires are uh, shall be yours
0: And at this point, the Beyonder is just a very large, booming voice.
1: Yeah, he's like a, I'd almost say he's like an energy ball that zips around and has a big, booming voice, yeah. Galactus is like, oh, you Beyonder. I guess he's heard of the Beyonder, maybe? He's just calling him
0: Beyonder. That's not really his name. He says he is from Beyond, therefore Galactus calls him Beyonder.
1: Oh, I sense that you are truly a being from beyond this universe and multiverse. I sense the energies you wield, and I know, I know. If Beyonder can give you all your hopes and dreams, Galactus wants some of that. So he just flies out immediately to go get that. Uh, and Doctor Doom takes on, off after him. Uh, Galactus is flying, and he's heading towards, I guess, the periphery of what is, I don't know, surrounding them? I guess he's trying to head to Beyond.
0: Yeah, he's heading for whatever the voice of the Beyond is coming from. Just like an eye in the sky.
1: And Doctor Doom is falling, following because he obviously wants some of this power too, and he wants to see what's up with Galactus and how this is all going to play out. And uh, the Beyonder doesn't say anything, but like a swirling miasma of Galaxy like sucks Galactus in and then spits him right back out. And Galactus goes falling. And so everybody's like, whoa. This thing can take on Galactus? This is crazy.
0: Apparently very easily, in fact.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They they know what's going on. Slay your enemies, and all you desire shall be yours.
1: I guess what's not really made clear is, like, does one side have to slay their enemies? Or is it like, you will fight to the Is it like Survivor? (laughs) Hey, maybe Survivor was based on Secret Wars.
0: (laughs) I think it's either team A and one ship or team B and the other ship. One of them, one of them, everybody dies from one team and the whoever's left from the other team wins.
1: So the two ships, the good guy ship and the bad guy ship, uh, are, are are transported to different sections of battle planet. Uh, they're, uh, the heroes are beamed to the surface uh, and immediately some infighting starts between the... Um, altered humans and the mutants, which it's is a weird thing to me. Well, I, I, I,
0: yeah, it is. It is weird if you're reading X Men, um, because we've never really seen any of the uh, altered humans react this way to the X Men. They've always been like, "Oh, the X Men are good. It's yeah. cool." And I feel like this is really where that whole separation of the mutants from the rest of the marvel universe the kernel is planted,
1: planted here yes sure i I believe it that's what it seems like to me anyway hawkeye's all like you mutants stick together huh well sticking to a blood-soaked maniac like him referring to magneto doesn't speak well of you pal because everyone's kind of like let's magneto's here that's weird but let's kind of let's figure out what's going on let's not jump to conclusions
0: they refer back to X Men One Fifty, where she says, uh, "Was says, have you just forgotten about that submarine you sank with all hands aboard?"
1: They do call him murderer a lot. And is really? like, "They fired up! Yeah, hey, they fired upon me—an act of war. What Am I gonna do? Huh? I use my magnetism, sink the boat.
0: Extremism in defense of one's race is no evil. Uh, humans are my oppressors. Not me. I'm a mutant. It's—it's cool." <laughs>
1: Uh, the professor tries to calm everybody down. Is like, this is not the time to try Magneto. Uh, he's been placed here, so and, and, and we might need his power. So let's just chill, everybody.
0: Hawkeye grabs Cyclops, and that's when Wolverine says, hands off, Hawkeye. Cyclops is a jerk, but he's our jerk. And that's where we get the other transition that we will recognize and that Wolverine has been transported back about 20 issues.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last time Jim Shooter read an X-Men comic. Um, Torch comes in. He's like, he's a bad guy. I'll take care of him. Magneto's like, ugh. He uses the magnetic powers, launches some probably lead-lined rocks at everybody. (laughs) I don't know. And uh, Cyclops is trying to hold all the heroes back, and Magneto's had enough. He's like, look, I gave you a chance, but uh, you're just attacking me and stuff, so I'm out of here. And he flies away.
0: Hmm, magnetic repulsion. He apparently can ride the lines of force of the magnetic field encircling most worlds, including this one, says Hulk.
1: Right, Who uh is the Hulk but has the mind of Dr. Banner at this point.
0: In fact, Wolverine even says, Hulk,
1: it's weird hearing
0: you talk since you got Bruce Banner's brain. <laughs> but you ain't getting by no matter whose brain's in there. <laughs> Wolverine. Not really the best of weather this is what I do yet. <laughs>
1: So the professor, uh, he says, "We're here. We need a leader. How about you, Reed Richards?" And reads Reed all. Reed Richards says, "Nope." My <laughs> wife is pregnant. Yeah, I... note
0: that the invisible girl is not here.
1: Correct. And as a, the lead up shows her. Oh, I had a question about that. Um, okay. In the lead up, maybe you don't know this, or maybe you do. You follow Fantastic Four a little bit. She's pregnant. Uh, but she says something about putting Franklin down. So was Sue Richards pregnant twice? Yes. Ah, so she did she, she must have lost the second baby? Or is uh, that like a whole storyline unto itself? That's a whole storyline unto itself. All right, we'll just it's not not the fantastic forecast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hulk has no interest in leading um Wasp is like I'm the leader of the Avengers but eh, Captain America. He's good in a fight. Yeah. He's,
0: you Wolverine know. says,
1: wait a minute, he's the least of us. He can't do anything, I won't follow him. Thor steps in says he will. So when he says he's the least of us, is he like, he's the least powerful of us? I think so, yeah. No, because I think Hawkeye would be the least of us. <laughs> Captain America's at least got like the shield and augmented strength. Yeah. it's true.
0: You make a good point. Wolverine eventually his his life will be tied to Captain America's life, correct? And uh, yeah, that clearly hasn't been established yet. Nope. <laughs>
1: um, I don't have any idea based on how this is written uh, as to why the Wasp is the leader of the Avengers.
0: I think because they voted her. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Um, I,
0: I, I you know they're very they're very bureaucratic. The Avengers they they probably put it to a vote. Well, and,
1: um, she was the leader for quite a while, but as I read the comics, I'm like, she's she's just whining about going to get a manicure all the time.
0: Well, I'm sure she's not as well written in this as she is in whatever. Avengers. Whatever normal, sure. or Avengers, yeah.
1: So moving on to the villains. Um, Dr. Doom gets out of the crater that was created by Galactus when he fell and heads over to... Uh, the fortress that the other villains have already occupied and says, I am going to be your leader.
0: <laughs> Is that how Dr. Doom talks? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> he's Latvian, so he'd almost be like uh, Nightcrawler with a robotic voice. I'm going to be your leader. <laughs> no, that doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, everyone's like, no, everyone of the villains, of course, is very one-dimensional and cliche. It's like, no, I should be the, the leader. I should be the leader. If you want to fight, I'll fight. But of course, it's Dr. Doom, so he just blows stuff up.
0: Fools! Power bolts from his gauntlets! That should safely keep them at bay while I'm gone.
1: Dr. Doom gets into a spaceship that uh is here for some reason that he knows how to fly
0: oh well what okay, what's happening here is that Dr. Doom, having seen the power of the beyonder, says, "Hey, uh, this is stupid. Let's go talk to the heroes and maybe maybe we can figure something out instead of actually doing what the beyonder says so then he takes off to go talk to the heroes and uh and that's when Kang says. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to shoot you. And he does. With a giant gun that happens to be here.
2: Hmm. Pew! Pew, pew!
1: I will not let him betray us. And the heroes all see the ship crash, so they take off. Um, I don't know, I think we get our first dialogue from Spider-Man, probably other than his introduction, where he says, Whee! as he hangs on to uh, the Hulk's back with his webbing. Iron Man is flying a giant chunk of rock with She-Hulk, Hawkeye, and Captain America on it. And I don't know what Mr. Fantastic is doing. Does he just, like, stretch fly?
0: Yeah, he's, like, stretch walking. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Storm has got all of the X-Men in her wind currents, including the professor who has no chair. So that's going to be interesting when they land. Has she done this before? Not all of the X Men, but yeah, she's she's had a, a group of X Men in her wind currents. But I, I think later on it's gonna be like, I can take like one or two of you, but I'll drop everybody else.
0: Well no, I know I know coming up she she is able to do everybody. Oh, okay. But, but uh I, I maybe maybe I know a couple of issues ago other people were carrying people.
1: So they head on over, they see Doctor Doom Laying on the ground, but of course Doctor Doom is so he's okay. And he's he's humbled. He's like, power so great, it humbles us. We are bacteria dust, and he's referring to the Beyonders power.
0: And uh he the heroes immediately react like, hey, um He's Doctor Doom, we can't really trust him, and that's when Dr. Doom says, I was such a fool to think Such as you, or I was a fool to think, I was a fool to think, such as you might comprehend what only Doom can know. I'm out of here. I'm dropping the mic.
1: (laughs) As he drops the mic, he also blasts at the heroes and flies away.
0: And that's when the villains show up. Next issue, first blood.
1: Yup. They're under attack. So, next issue, issue... February uh, 28th,
0: 1984, cover date of June 28th, June 1984. This one's titled Prisoners of War, same creative team.
1: On the cover is basically a bunch of hero heads um, and Magneto in the foreground. Not a great cover. I am power! (laughs) Not a bad cover, but not a great cover. And so... Right where we left off, everyone's like, heads up, They're, here they come, we're going to fight. Heads up. Uh, what is Cyclops' voice? Heads, uh, heads up. up. This is it. <laughs> Avengers assemble. Form a wedge, I'll take the point, says Captain America.
0: It's too late because the villains have some sort of spider gun.
1: <laughs> yeah, what was that movie, The Wild Wild West? They basically have like that spider contraption with guns <laughs> on both sides. It's very, uh, what is it, Uh, uh, the War of the Worlds, the the tripods. Yes, it is that. And so the heroes are getting shot up a lot by the villains. Um, Holy
0: Colossus is KO'd. Lockheed's is still scrapping, though. Get him, dragon.
1: Lockheed blasts some fire at the villains. And, uh, you know, more stuff happens, more fighting. Hulk lifts up, like, a giant rock, but somebody shoots the rock out of his hands. Hulk's like, "That sucks. I think all of
0: the X-Men are out.
1: It looks like it. Mr. Fantastic is stretching his body to protect the Professor and Rogue. We don't know why or how Rogue got knocked out, but she's out. A couple panels later, uh, Nightcrawler is also uh, knocked out as Kang blasts Iron Man.
0: Storm's also there.
1: Yep, she is also passed out. So, yeah, all of the X-Men are out. Doom is flying around. He does, like, a little recap of the last issue, which is whatever. We just covered that. He heads over to Galactus, and uh, is it Galactus using his power to stand him up or Doom using his power to stand him up? It's
0: Galactus. Uh, Galactus doesn't simply get up. He hovers up. Okay. So he doesn't ever bend over. He just kind of tilts and rises.
1: And uh, he heads off. He's walking away, and Doctor Doom is like, "Hey, Galactus, Galactus, like, let's let's uh, let's talk about this whole Beyonder thing. Like, I think we could, uh, you know, we could do something together." And of course, Galactus just keeps walking. He doesn't even notice Doom. So Doom is essentially on his own at this point. Darn. He heads back to. One of the constructs, ship of some kind, rips it open, finds the dead body of Ultron. And he's like, hmm, perhaps
0: this invulnerable adamantium body may yet know life.
1: Yeah, this might be helpful for when my associates return, if they do. And speaking of those associates, the heroes and the villains uh, continue to battle, The tide is turning in favor of the heroes, though, as Hulk knocks down the tripod. Cyclops uses his optic beams to also help the tripod fall over, I guess.
0: Nice work, Hulk. Mind if I pitch in a high-impact
1: optic blast? (laughs) She-Hulk pulls the Enchantress away from a knocked-out rogue, but she in turn is punched by... Enchantress but She-Hulk gets hers and punches her back so you know.
0: Well yeah She-Hulk realizes that the Enchantress is really really strong and so She-Hulk's like hey I get a chance to finally cut loose and she hits she uh, entrenches with the full force of her She-Hulkiness
1: <laughs> yeah so all the... Oh wow that was like
0: tubular you know to the max
1: <laughs> is that how she talks? She's a lawyer you know
2: Oh, well, I, I, I you know, she, she can talk like this as a lawyer. What are you saying? <laughs> that was a tubular case. <laughs> <laughs> to the
1: max. So the heroes have rebuffed the villains. Most of them are running away. The Hulk has, I don't know, I don't know who these bad guys are, but he he's wrapping them up in some, some metal, uh, I think, from the tripod. Yep.
0: Yep. Captain America sends Storm, Storm to do some reconnaissance. Storm thinks to herself, The air is thick on this world.
2: Easy to manipulate. It is as if the Beyonder deliberately sought to provide ideal fighting conditions, which suits me fine.
1: Well, she also says "The uh, is thick and easy to manipulate.
2: If one is a mutant weather witch, that is.
1: <laughs> when does Storm ever refer to herself as a mutant weather witch? I feel like she did that once before, but no. maybe, not, maybe not in... I
0: feel like she did it in another side issue that we read or something.
1: Okay, somebody else wrote that, but Chris Claremont might have had a villain like refer to her as a weather witch, but yeah, never right. have Storm refer to herself as a weather witch, but whatever.
0: Well, she didn't speak aloud. These are her personal thoughts. Oh,
1: it's still. Uh, so the heroes now head off. They find their own little high-tech super base, Look
0: at Mr fantastic. it's he, his legs should be super long, not his body it's like if if he's like walking,
1: well, his in legs order to
0: walk farther, he should have like super long legs.
1: His legs are like five feet tall, but his, you're right, his body's like fifteen feet tall. It's a little S- disproportionate, <laughs> but whatever he's he's super smart. he knows physics. he's like, this is my optimum way of walking, Adam, I guess,
0: <laughs> fine, Mr. Fantastic.
1: Uh, as they're getting into the base, Colossus notices that he hasn't seen Kitty's dragon in the battle for a while. If something has happened to him, Kitty will be brokenhearted when we return to Earth.
0: Oh, yeah, we don't see Lockheed for a, uh, for a while, I guess.
1: Wolverine asks what makes Colossus think that we're ever going to get back to Earth. Forget, Forget the dragon. Because that's what I would say. I'm Wolverine. I don't care about nothing. Cyclops is a jerk. (laughs) We get a
0: strange lounging panel where everybody's chilling on some steps in uh, in their super cool relaxing poses.
1: The professor is now walking, it should be noted. Well, you know, he walks. It's just, you know, it's interesting that he was beamed to Battle Planet in his wheelchair. Um, that'll be explained. You, okay. Has it, has it been explained yet or is that coming up?
0: Um,
1: cause I was, I don't, think,
0: I don't think it's been explained yet.
1: All right. If we don't find it by the end of this issue, we'll, we'll spoil it. But anyways. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're all lounging in their, their, I don't know, high tech bleachers. There's a waterfall behind them. I think there's a dome that's surrounding them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that themselves a swanky fortress.
1: Captain America is breaking up some teams. He wants uh, Thor, Iron Man, and uh, Torch to go do something. I don't know. Patrol the fortress perimeter, and the rest of us will take shifts.
0: Meanwhile, on a pile of brains, uh,
1: <laughs> the, the Magneto bad...
0: has discovered his own fortress.
1: Yep. And so he he's... Um, not long ago, such a thought would have never occurred to me that the hearts of ordinary men might share a feeling with the heart of the Homo Superior race. So he's conflicted, maybe. Yeah,
0: Jimmy him Hutter has read some of the like, like he must have sat down with Chris Claremont and like, and Chris was like, "Okay, look, I'm trying to make uh, doc, uh, Magneto multifaceted. Can we not make him a one dimensional villain, please?" I did a lot of work to get this away from this. And, and, he, and she's, she tears like, all right, I'll throw in a panel or two.
1: No, Jim shooter at first was like, no, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> then Chris Claremont, play pegged and pleaded, showed him the sales figures of the X-Men. I was like, look, it's the biggest book in your company. Come on, <laughs> give me this one thing. And he took it out of Chris Claremont's pay and gave us these few panels. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the villains are heading back to their base. They're all kind of yelling at Molecule Man because he's such a wimp.
0: And that's when the Doctor Doom is all like, hey, I'm the boss. And everybody's
1: like, no, you're not. Well, he says, uh, welcome to Doom Base. (laughs) And uh, Wrecking Ball, whatever his name is, look, it's Doctor Doom Wimp. (laughs) Yeah, it's creative. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good dialogue.
0: Dr. Doom has Ultron attack everybody, and everybody's like, all right, fine, you're the boss.
1: You got Ultron, man. We can't deal with that. Crap.
0: Dr. Doom, uh, Dr. Doom is sucking up to Molecule Man because he's got some superpowers that even Dr. Doom is kind of sketchy about.
1: Mm-hmm. Dr. Octopus is wondering what the plans are for Galactus, and uh, Dr. Doom is like, what about him? He's up there on that mountain. He's not doing anything, being kind of and I'm boring. not going to tell
0: you my plans because I'm Dr. Doom. Yeah. Go to sleep.
1: We're in Doom Base. Go to sleep in your Doom bed. <laughs> <laughs> so Magneto, I guess, has formulated a plan. He uh, flies
0: down. Let me ask you, Jeremy, mm-hmm. do, you, do you ever understand this plan? What plan? The, the Magneto's plan. Like, do we ever figure out what it is? Because I feel like his plan is, I'm just going to fly around the hero's base and see what gives.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really make much sense. But I got to be honest; like, not much of this series so far does make any sense. So I suppose I just kind of took it for what it was. Uh, you know, they had to fill panels and pages to get to twelve issues.
0: So he's flying around uh, the hero's base because he he needs the power core for some reason. Captain America, uh, Captain Cyclops is talking to Captain Fantastic, <laughs> and that's when we get our little line where. Uh, Cyclops says, and I was on my honeymoon. I wasn't even wearing my costume when I vanished, but I arrived in it.
1: Mr. Fantastic is like, interesting, Cyclops. Professor X said he wasn't in his wheelchair when he disappeared, though he arrived here in it. It's as if the Beyonder fixed little things that seemed to be wrong or missing. That's oh, why Wolverine's a jerk. <laughs> I I would contest that this first issue was written and drawn before jim shooter met with the other creative teams and he's like oh the professor isn't bound to a wheelchair okay we'll fix that up in the next issue or maybe what do you maybe mean cyclops me? isn't the leader of the team maybe nobody got it across
0: to mike zek
1: no that could be he just drew all this stuff and jim's like oh geez we got deadlines <laughs> even i even i can't slip on a deadline so this this all feels like we're going to just kind of fix everything weird that you saw in the last issue. So, anyways.
0: I don't know about you, Richards, but more than I feel I feel more angry than cheated. More more than an, man, this is weird dialogue. I don't know about you, Richards, but more than angry or afraid, I feel cheated. I was on the verge of real happiness. I never had much. Excuse me, Richards. I'm babbling like a fool. So, a I mean, one eyed.
1: We know what Cyclops and Madeline have been doing like nonstop since they got married, right? So when Playing he says, octopuses. "When yes, yeah, exactly," when he says he was on the verge of real happiness, like that's a euphemism. <laughs> he was he was right there and he got zipped to 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 uh, Battle Planet, and he is not happy about this. He, at least he's like, "Oh my god, thank God the Beyonder put my costume on." Because all I had was my visor on earlier.
0: It's all right, son. Considering the circumstances, why not? When you're done, I'll take my turn. I miss my wife, too. Terribly. You're done, right?
1: (laughs) The thing is sitting in the background. He's like thinking to himself, thanks, guys. I'm never going to see Alicia again. I don't
0: want to be all like mopey like you guys. It's lame.
1: So Magneto makes it to the fusion generator. Uh, and he's going to create a catastrophe, a diversion, which would be most of the heroes here, which will make it a simp- uh, simple to accomplish his goal. And I don't which know.
0: We, we do not know. <laughs> we don't know what his goal is, but... Uh, spoilers, we never learn his goal. <laughs> no,
1: I don't know if that's a spoiler. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man and Torch are just kind of chilling, talking to one another. You know what I find interesting? And I, I get it, like, uh, Jim Shooter's got to maintain some continuity here but if you're Spider-Man and you're surrounded with like a whole bunch of heroes don't you just take the mask off and you're just like look I'm Peter Parker you don't have any idea who I am and it's hard to breathe in this thing can can you guys keep a secret maybe it's extra easy to breathe in battle world <laughs> or he doesn't even need to say he's Peter Parker he could be like I'm Jimmy John <laughs> I'm Peter Park Nose <laughs> I'm Peter Blorker yeah that's So, I guess uh, Spider-Man's Spidey sense goes off. So, Torch draws the four in the sky to alert everybody. And that's when uh, Spider-Man is wrapped up in a bunch of metal girders. Obviously, Magneto's using his power.
0: The Avengers plus the thing in Mr. Fantastic attack Magneto and they get slammed down by some sort of equipment banks.
1: And then he leaves. Like, the whole thing blows up, and the heroes are underneath it, I guess, and Magneto flies away. The thing, though, rips out of the metal, and uh, Wasp, who's small enough, is able to zip out of the the metal trap. But Magneto's like, oh, Wasp is behind me. So she he creates a metal ball that encases Wasp and takes her with him, which is weird. I, I didn't even really realize that's what was happening at first, but it is.
0: And then he thinks to himself, perhaps I should uh, abandon my first plan. I have thought of a better one now that I've captured the wasp, and uh, we'll just leave that plan, uh, you know, we'll never reveal it. It's okay.
1: I'm, I'm very wishy-washy. I, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing. Thing is chasing after Wasp, and his body starts vibrating, and he's th- says to himself, oh, no, and then he trans. I've,
0: I've been changed back from Ben Grimm to, uh, from, from the thing to plain old Ben Grimm. But how? Why?
1: It sucks. <laughs> ben, you're human again, but don't ask me, Stretcho. It just happened. I'm human again. Human. And he doesn't really look all that happy about it. I mean, I guess... He was trying to save Wasp, and he knows he can't do it in his human form. But isn't this what he has wanted since Fantastic Four number one? I don't know. He's probably been, like, human 12 times. I don't don't know. At
0: some point, uh, Mr. Fantastic creates a device that allows Ben Grimm to be human once a year for, like, a day. I don't know if that's happened yet.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, they're all like, oh, man, they took Wasp. And and Captain Marvel notices that, hey— you know what's really weird. Magneto came, and the X Men weren't even here. What do you think about that? Captain, oh, Amer- yeah. Captain America's like, "Oh, belay that, Captain Marvel." Now's not the time to do infighting. And so they head back in. The villains stare at some screens that show the—I think it's the hero's base exploding, maybe—and then a villain. No,
0: these, these are the heroes.
1: Oh, you're right. Something's exploding. And then they see uh, Galactus. Like.
0: Yeah, do, doing galactus things.
1: And that's the end of issue two.
0: From what Dr. Banner and I discovered using these sensor screens, we can't go after Magneto and Force because we're about to have our hands full. Wah, wah, wah. Number three, uh, July 1984 or March 27th, 1984. It was titled Tempest Without Crisis Within. Same creative team.
1: Cover of this features the X-Men, Storm, Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Rogue, the Professor. Did I say Cyclops? No. And you, Spider-Man.
0: Uh, the, the X-Men are fighting Spider-Man.
1: That's pretty much what's happening. Also,
2: you know, it's not a great cover.
0: No, it looks like uh, it. Uh, it is it, a first draft.
1: It looks like it would be a good like full page spread, but that's about it. But, it
0: needs a it needs a better inking job. Yeah. It looks kind of thrown together.
1: So there is a storm above Magneto's brain base. Magneto is overseeing the storm. He takes off his helmet and he uses his magnetic powers to summon the ball of metal that he brought from the hero's base and he frees wasp
0: not before sitting in a swanky lounge
1: chair he is super comfortable when he frees wasp (laughs) it's like a beach chair Uh, but he doesn't like pull wasp towards him he just like sends out his magnetic beam to wherever wasp is frees her and lets her kind of wander about the base until she finally sees magneto lounging eating a croissant drinking some (laughs) wine
0: is that a croissant or is that some sort of alien uh noodles?
1: <laughs> I don't I think it's I think it's the fruit or the vegetable of whatever that plant is that's growing next to him.
0: Yeah, I think so. It looks like eyeball oranges.
1: <laughs> exactly, with like a uh, uh turnip bases. <laughs> so I think he's
0: eating like a drooling snail.
1: He's eating a space turnip. <laughs> Ah, oh, do not bother trying to attack me, my dear. My person is magnetically shielded.
2: Well, la da
1: I'm going to shoot your plate. And he does and spills and Magneto's like, what? What? Hey, my, my bagel. Oh, you got my
0: outfit wet. Oh, <laughs> what the heck? Oh.
1: <laughs> and Wasp is like, I can bring down this whole room. So start talking.
0: Uh, that would make both of us quite uncomfortable. The weather outside is deadly. I, I suggest a truce. Um, let me sit down very comfortably here and uh, put in my put on my sexy voice.
1: I want to talk. That's the reason I brought you here. But <laughs> last issue, we're like, hey, I got the wasp. I'm going to change my plan. <laughs> so I guess this was his last minute plan was to bring the wasp here and talk to her.
0: You're obviously a woman of intelligence and understanding as well as great beauty, and I am not the monster you believe I am, which is precisely what I wish to discuss.
2: Uh, oh my, <laughs> the intelligent, understanding, and beauty or your non-monsterhood?
0: Uh, both, uh, yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Back at the hero's base, uh, there's a flood that's, well, flooding their base.
0: Nice day, huh, Torch?
1: A giant rock comes flying at their base, which Thor is able to deflect. And we get a crazy face, uh, a crazy picture of Thor's face. He is seriously
0: enjoying this weather. He's like, yeah, this is fun. Woo! I'm a superhero.
1: She-Hulk's lugging around super heavy space, I don't know, equipment.
0: Hawkeye talks about how he doesn't want to be here. He wants to be home with his wife.
1: Right, he just got married to um, uh, what's her name? Pigeon. Yeah. Girl. Yeah, what's her name? Pigeon girl. <laughs> Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Mockingbird. There you go. Does Mockingbird have any powers, or does she just have like staves or something?
0: She's uh, I don't know.
1: No, oh. <laughs> not a big Mockingbird fan. Uh, sh-
0: I they're 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 I like them in Agents of Shield. Oh, oh wait, I guess that that's not really Hawkeye though. Oh. That That's just the guy who acts like Hawkeye from the comic book. Okay. But Hawkeye is Jeremy Renner, so Hawkeye can't be with Mockingbird. Hmm. So it's this other guy with Mockingbird who is essentially Hawkeye from the comic book.
1: There is a lot of Iron Man flirting with Captain Marvel because she's black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a very goofy scene where... Uh, Iron Man deploys his rocket roller skates.
0: Yeah, that's horrible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no way, babe. My armor's built-in jet skates can't keep up with your light power, even at your lowest speed. I'll check out the next level. Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're they're busy putting things back together. Monitoring. They're trying to
0: figure out what's going on with uh, Galactus. Keeping an eye on Thor. Also looking at the villain's fortress.
1: Meanwhile, Spider-Man is doing Spider-Man stuff, you know, does what a Spider-Man can. Swings. Which is
0: spying on the X-Men as it turns out.
1: Yeah, he ends up spying on the X-Men and of course catches them uh saying things out of context. The professor says, "We must take matters into our own hands. We don't belong here."
0: I say, I once tussled with the Avengers, they all don't like me a bit, and they're powerful, suspicious of what I'm
1: doing here with you all. So, he, you know, Jim Shooter hasn't read a copy of X-Men with Rogue yet, because this isn't how she talks.
0: Yeah, well, you know.
1: (laughs) At least he knows that Rogue is an X-Men now. (laughs) Not a villain, that's true. Anybody gives us a hard time, I'll slice them
0: to ribbons, because that's what I do. I'm Wolverine. Or I slice people to
1: ribbons. Control yourself, Wolverine. The last thing we need uh, before we leave is an incident. Uh, must it ever be so that normal men, even those not so normal, fear and hate us because we are mutants? Says Colossus.
0: Let them, but. Then let them also beware, beware. We will bear no oppression. I feel like Chris Claremont gave him a, a slight primer on Storm that she's going through some stuff. And this is Jim Shooter's interpretation of Storm going through stuff. She's Wolverine part two.
1: Yeah. And it gets it gets pretty bad later on. <laughs> uh, the professor's like, enough. We're going to join Magneto. And that's all there is to it. But. Wait, I sense an eavesdropper. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Wait, are you Peter Parker? <laughs> I've I knew this because we've met twice before. He <laughs> drops in, knocks out the professor, and uh, takes on the X-Men and takes them out.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he 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 yeah he, he beats them. Best he bests all of them.
1: There's like a page and a half here, but it just boils down to he he, he makes them look like rank amateurs. And takes Those off. pig
0: stickers may scare the barroom bullies, but to me, you're just a joke, Wolverine. We've met many times before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so he, he he swings off, goes to find uh, Richards. And He's getting away,
0: says Nightcrawler, which is like his second dialogue, or maybe <laughs> his, maybe his third. And Wolverine says, "We're lucky. That's all he was trying to do. He really clobbered us. He made us look like fools, like amateurs."
1: Swings Something away. that Wolverine would never say. <laughs> he swings away, catches up with Reed Richards, and is about to be like, Oh my God, the X-Men! But before he can, he forgets what he was about to say.
0: Cyclops races around the corner, and he's he's going to interject, but then he's all like, Oh, hmm, he didn't say anything. What was that all about, Reed?
1: I'm not sure, Cyclops. It's all cool here. I recovered just in time, says the professor. We are fortunate that Spider-Man did not wish to seriously injure me when he put me out of action. I changed his mind. Oh, and by the way, he's Peter Parker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as much as I despise using my psionic abilities to forcibly reorder another's mind, there is too much at stake here to falter now. And there is no escape from my power. Um, what's at stake?
2: professor (laughs) i have
1: no idea (laughs) well i guess they can't let the villains win to get all their hopes and desires maybe or magneto i guess i don't know
0: so why is it crucial that they go to magneto and not let any i don't know it's just silly
1: they need magneto's power i guess so cyclops and uh, mr fantastic they talk a little bit um uh, yeah, they're just talking about like you miss your wife, I miss my wife, and we don't really know about Spider Man. Maybe he's in a similar situation, so we should probably just stop talking about this whole thing. I bet he has a wife. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> so he, Cyclops, heads back to where the X Men are um, gathering in a uh, hangar with a ship, and they're they're gonna they're gonna head off to Magneto's fortress, which I don't know how they know where it is. I have learned how to operate this
0: vessel. It responds to thought commands of sufficient power. Apparently, it was constructed by a race of telepaths. How convenient. (laughs) We must leave my X-Men despite the storm. Destination Magneto's Fortress.
1: All I need to do is think at the ship Magneto's Fortress, and it will take us there.
0: It totally works. Maybe... (laughs) Because the uh, the uh, heroes have screens that are, allow them to look at everybody else's stuff, maybe they figured it out where it was that way. Everybody knows where everybody is. I mean, how did Magneto know where the heroes were?
2: Good point.
1: Magneto, meanwhile, is on a busy screen call with Doctor Doom. Uh, Doctor Doom is trying to make he's trying to make alliances with everybody, with heroes, with Galactus. With Magneto, but Magneto's like, I don't I don't want an alliance. I'm not interested in hanging with you. I'm gonna do my own thing.
0: I choose to make it my own way, Doom. Uh, Surely you understand, as you know.
1: So be it. Know you then that your choice is irrevocable and you will live to regret it. <laughs> so Magneto heads back into his swanky lounge room and puts the moves on Wasp.
0: She calls him Magnus? Yeah. Which I guess is his name now, so it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Magneto, pick... We've
0: reached the beginnings of an understanding, right? So uh, we agree that when my eyes meet yours, there is something uh, electric. Uh, Boogie, woogie, woogie.
1: (laughs) Puts his arms on Wasp's shoulder, draws her closer. Wasp's like... No, no, no. But Magnus is like, your lips say no, 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 but your mind says yes, yes, yes. <laughs> there is so little time, Janet. Oh, oh I guess.
2: <laughs> I suppose it's not. Oh, why not? You have the iciest blue eyes I've ever seen, Magnus, and I guess the eyes have it.
1: <laughs> and they start making out, which is super weird. It's very random. <laughs> like, There's a
0: few things that are random about it, but yeah. <laughs>
1: like, why is this happening? <laughs>
0: Is this part of Magneto's plan?
1: <laughs> Isn't so? She must not be with Hank Pym at this point.
0: No, he is. Uh, he he's he's already had the nefarious slap.
1: Ah, all right. But don't they get is... back together at some point? Or is she, she... eventually, yeah. But you know, yeah, not yet. Okay. Uh, anyway, so back at Doom Base, uh, Doom has found a couple of girls, some random girls.
0: Yeah, which again, these are these girls are never explained.
1: Nope they they're just here, (laughs) and
0: he he. Well, they're not just here. They're they're attached to these machines, and somehow in in stuff that we didn't see, Doom made an agreement with them in order to give them power, and they were like, "Hey, thanks."
1: (laughs) Yeah, but that's my point. They're just here, right? I mean, wherever Magneto or I mean Doom found them. Uh, They were just here. There's no like, oh, there's no backstory. There's no explanation. Right. So he puts them in a machine. He pulls the lever and they are transformed into villainesses.
0: Um, I believe I read that Mattel was pleased that there were some new female characters. But I, I, I don't know if they made toys of these. I don't think they did, actually, it says that they they did uh okay. that, and the thing that I read and that they were they were modeled after a wrestling line that they did before, but i I don't know
1: that makes sense because uh the the one who's in all like black magma or whatever I can't remember what her name is uh she's a larger woman. <laughs> Yeah. So maybe they're like, let's model this after the wrestling girl. And then the other one, Titania, I guess she's, she, once they transform her, she becomes pretty large as well. See, Titania
0: is a Hulk villain. And I thought she had already been around, but I guess not.
1: I'm pretty sure she was. I I think she was featured in either. I think she was featured in Dazzler, Titania, but maybe not this Titania. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and she, she is Skeeter McFerrin. So if anybody out there has read like Avengers or Fantastic Four and they're like, oh my God, Skeeter McFerrin's in Secret Wars? The answer (laughs) is yes. But they, they go to big lengths to use her name twice. And I don't think, uh, the other girl, her name is Volcana. I don't think we get her name until, uh, a while from now.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: So Volcana, she can melt things down to slag and Titania who gets this crazy, like, uh, 80s heavy metal costume on picks up the melted slag so she's super strong and so she hurls the thing out the window and Doom's like come with me my ladies and let me introduce you to the super villain dudes
0: and they're all like where did they come from and Doom's all like shut up <laughs>
1: <laughs> he doesn't even answer uh, who knows says uh, the what's his name absorbing man i wouldn't put it past Doomsy to build broths from scratch there problem solved he built them from scratch <laughs> moving on uh, you absorbing man you look like the toughest man here get up so titania she she wants to fight she wants to prove that she could take any man to task and absorbing man's like meh i'm resting i've got nothing to prove
0: <laughs> you're backing down Nah, I got nothing to prove to a dame.
1: <laughs> so Titania leaves dejected. I'll show you tomorrow. And she breaks something. Meanwhile, Volcano, she kind of bumps into Molecule Man. And Molecule Man's like,
2: oh, I hate that. All the crashing.
1: And uh, Volcano's like, I've heard of you. You're the Molecule Man. You're awesome. We should talk some. <laughs> You're different than I expected. And she can turn her power off. So she's she's just a big... Woman.
0: So you think I'm sensitive, huh? My therapist says that, too. I've been seeing a therapist ever since the Avengers talked me out of destroying the Earth.
1: Yeah, and they talk about the storm and all this stuff. Uh, And Molecule Man is, uh, I don't think my therapist would approve of him or the war. I can't help believing in Doom, though. And if he wants to win this war, I'm going to help him, even if it means ripping this whole planet apart. So, Molecule Man is in.
0: I'm in love.
1: (laughs) Yes. Volcano is like, I gotta get me some molecules. Meanwhile, at the good guy base, there's a bunch of villains, including Kang and the Enchantress, who are imprisoned. But Thor is like, I'm gonna get me some Enchantress. (laughs) (laughs) I can let Enchantress out. She can't best me. They're talking, and she's like, Look, I'm immortal. You're immortal. Like, let's go somewhere else and be immortal together. Okay. Thor's so like, but you're still my prisoner, and he gets into a little teleporter.
0: Uh, Hulk is getting dumber.
1: Yeah, so I'm assuming that like the next issue of Hulk features like a dumb Hulk, maybe.
0: Yeah, that could be Hulk yeah. back to normal.
1: Yeah, so he's or getting
0: Hulk back to Hulk Smash.
1: It's he's it's getting harder for him to think, and he's flying off the handle a little bit more. Um captain america wakes up um and he's like what hulk why didn't you wake me up now is when they're gonna attack probably most likely sound the alarm because i didn't hear anything but they're gonna attack and they do (laughs) yes the bad guys fly in and they attack and they fight the new the new villains do a lot of things i don't know they all fight there's no X-Men in here. <laughs> they fight and they basically destroy the whole base, and they drop the entire base on uh, the heroes. Whoa,
0: whoa! <laughs> you just jumped way ahead.
1: There's no X-Men in here, so I don't care. Is there something okay. that you wanted to mention?
0: Uh, no. Let me just scan through. Okay, I think we're good. Yeah, <laughs> they drop. They no. Well, they do. They haven't dropped anything on the heroes yet.
1: Well, they will, in the next issue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is right now, issue number four. Issue
0: for uh, april twenty fourth or August, uh, and we have a different creative team. This one's called the Situation Hopeless, and it's uh, now Bob Layton on the pencils. Uh, everybody else is the same.
1: The cover of this beneath one hundred and fifty billion tons stands the Hulk, and he's not happy. This, this is, is actually, a cool cover. This is actually a pretty cool cover. it's It's a big, detailed, rocky mass. Weighing on top of Hulk's shoulders, and all of the Avengers and Fantastic Four, uh, kind of resting beneath the crevice. And so, like I spoiled, I guess the whole base falls on top of the heroes.
0: So the the villains have bested the heroes. They rescued all their buddies. Um,
1: yeah, they're they're heading back to the bad guy base. Volcano.
0: Uh, well, not not quite yet, but Vol- uh, Volcana says, Molecule Man, it was unbelievable how you obliterated this entire structure with just a wave of your hand. Oh, it's easy when you control all molecules. And you can call me Owen if you want, Volcana.
1: And he says, you see those mountains in the distance? I'll just drop it right on them. So he picks up the mountain and just, uh, well, yeah. we, we see the heroes kind of like collect. He doesn't just pick up, a, he picks up an entire mountain range. Yeah, yeah. So the heroes are kind of picking up their wounded, and, and they're all beaten up and stuff, and they're, they're getting ready to regroup. When a giant, I don't know, electronical thing is thrown at them.
0: I believe Titania threw that at them.
1: Hawkeye gets out an arrow, shoots it at it, and all the shrapnel falls down on everybody.
0: I'll split it using my explosive arrow
1: yeah and if that's not bad enough that's when molecules man molecule man's mountain range is dropped on that same spot oh crap all the villains in this actually pretty cool panel with doom in the foreground are like yeah we did it but it's a it's a really well-drawn panel dad must have killed them says doc ock Meanwhile, somewhere else where Enchantress and Thor are busy being immortal, Enchantress is like, Come on, baby. You know you love me. I love you, and I don't even care about this fight. I just want to be with you.
0: Thor is like, What would you get? What would you want if you won the fight? And and Enchantress is like, I want you. I have desired you for a millennia.
1: And they're about to start kissing when all of a sudden. I don't know where they're at, so maybe they're just under the base where the good guy base was because rocks start falling on them. So this must be like residual uh, aftershocks from the mountain being dropped on the good guys.
0: I think it's residual after effects from either that or the mountain being raised.
1: Could be, but either way, they're alerted that not, not all is good and Thor's like, look, we got to head back. I don't want to do this right now. I got to get to my friends.
0: And they do go back, and now they are surrounded by the villains because, as we know, the villains have taken over the base. And Thor's all like, where are my comrades? And Doom says, well, they're dead. They are dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Thor's like, well, I'll take you on. Doom's like, but it's, it's all of us against the one of you. Thor looks over at Enchantress, and he's like... Perhaps. Oh, I get it. Fine. So Enchantress walks off and Thor is truly on his own and he fights the villains.
0: And they fight and Thor does really well. And then um, he he throws his hammer around a little bit.
1: Ultron blasts at something missing Thor. And then I think maybe Dr. Doom shoots at Thor.
0: No, that's that's Ultron again. Okay,
1: Ultron again. And we see uh, Thor apparently disintegrated, leaving only his helmet behind him.
0: Nothing but his helmet and scraps of his cape. Enchantress starts to cry.
1: Boo-hoo! And so, Doc,
0: Doc That means we've won, says Doc Ock, but then Doctor Doom's like, the X-Men are not accounted for, or Magneto and Galactus remains a possible problem, even though he's on our team. Uh, Oh yeah, and by the way, one of you tried to kill me. It was you, Kang. Ultron, slay him.
1: So Ultron turns around and shoots Kang, killing him.
0: Doom, listen to me. You'll need me later, you fool. Don't arg.
1: (laughs) I trust that the lesson is not lost upon the rest of you. Now to Doom Base.
0: Okay, Mr. Doom, says Ultron. (laughs)
1: And in the last panel of this sequence, we see a hand with a red and black armband, which looks very similar to Thor's armband, kind of grasping onto like a rocky thing. It couldn't be. It couldn't be. It couldn't be Thor. Meanwhile, in a little ship, the X-Men are flying. I believe I neglected to compliment
0: you, Storm, on the superb job you did helping me navigate through the Tempest.
1: It was too powerful for me to quell entirely, but moderating the wind in our immediate vicinity was not difficult, Professor.
0: We get a uh, Colossus kind of brooding over missing Kitty so much. We're stuck in this godforsaken world. I hope you're okay. All the dreams I hardly dared to dream about us finished. If only I could see you one more time.
1: One more time. This is, this is the first of many uh, Colossus brooding about Kitty panels.
0: He is uh, imagining her facing and sitting and marrying him.
1: (laughs) Yes. Which, so he must have had a conversation with Chris because Chris is like, look, Colossus wants to marry Kitty. Because there was that panel where, you know, he's like, Wolverine, if we were in Russia, we'd be married with the family. Mm hmm. Rogue is there sitting, she's like, not too long ago I probably would have been fighting on Doom's side, but now I'm with the X-Men. Push comes to shove, if we were losing, will I stay with the X-Men?
0: I wonder. See, this is issue four, so I feel like uh, in between writing these, uh, Heem is like reading back issues of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I should add this in. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll leave Wolverine as he was 20 issues ago, though. <laughs>
2: Why do you keep popping your claws, Wolverine? Surely you aren't looking forward to the inevitable battle. Night uh, Nightcrawler, you're here.
0: Oh, I, I didn't realize. Okay. Uh.
1: <laughs> I go through life holding back, keeping the animal in check. Just barely. But this is war. Maybe the last war for all the marbles in the universe. So this is the time. I ain't taking no prisoners, no matter what Charlie thinks.
0: So in other words, all my character development in the past few issues doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> I'm a berserker.
2: It's war.
1: (laughs) And so they're approaching Magneto's little base thing.
0: Magneto is creating something out of metal, and he's straining and sweating, and it's a comb.
1: He creates a comb for Wasp because Wasp is vain.
0: (laughs) And and they were just making out, and, you know, it's his first gift.
1: I don't know. Do you think... That's all they were doing was making out, or, or do you think that maybe between this battle,
0: no, maybe something more happened. They're no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Adam, you don't know because they're it, wearing the same clothes. Oh, you do that? I mean, you, you know, then it comes off, it goes back on. It's not like they're ruined or anything. And look, I mean, no, yeah, no, wasp is okay. like,
2: oh, my hair got messed up from that tussle. I better comb it.
1: Magneto's like, I gotta pour myself a drink i just no, there there would be more dialogue that
0: is would not be obvious but would be more obvious and I I w- they just they just made out a little and then you know wasp was like separate corners and thought about each other
1: wasp was like i wish this place
2: had plumbing what sort of being would build a place with no no powder rooms so she needs to freshen up she
1: she's just been in the throes of passion of love making no with an icy blue-eyed devil no all right if you say so we'll never know
0: tell you what you believe the story that you want to believe i don't want to ruin your story so if you believe they did it that's
1: fine they did i don't believe they did it they did it twice (laughs) (laughs) and that's when the x-men show up maggie you got a cold beer the X-Men or The X-Men they are. Good morning, Magnus. I have come to discuss joining forces. I believe it may be mutually advantageous to forget our various differences and work together, says the professor. So they're negotiating and uh, Magneto's like, yeah, me and the Wasp, we're just talking about some stuff, you know, talking about joining forces and stuff, you know? Remember that stuff the Beyonder said? It's pretty crazy.
0: Uh, Magneto has decided that they have to take an aggressive role and kill Dr. Doom and his lackeys. It's the only option.
1: Captain America does not see the wisdom of our course if they do not join with us, or worse, if they oppose us, we must slay them all. And you know what? The Wasp agrees with me. Right, Wasp?
2: You know, Mag, you're a pompous, overbearing jerk. Cute, though.
1: So she turns into a wasp and she starts flying around him and shoots her him with her stinger blast.
2: Now
0: I know that you really are the most evil scum since Hitler. I'm going to stop you.
1: Oh, that's right. And you can't hit me. I think there's two Hitler references in this issue.
0: There is. (laughs) So basically we get a Magneto who who is ultimately saying the ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. Um, because Doctor Doom's bad, and we need to stop Doctor Doom by any means necessary. It's not really Chris Claremont's Magneto, but, you know, that's, that's all right.
2: <laughs> uh, You're a great kisser, Magneto, but like a lot of men, you presume that once you romance a woman, her mind turns to mush, and then you own her. And by romance, I mean we did it. But I'm not swayed by you. I'm a modern it, woman.
0: That just points out that they <laughs> didn't do it.
2: It was just casual sex.
1: It was casual kissing. <laughs> the X-Men jump in and they're like, stop her if she injures him, says Cyclops. So they don't want Magneto injured because they still need his power, even though they heard his wacky plan. I can't imagine the X-Men would go along with this wacky plan. Well, you know the professor. He's like, oh, I can change his mind. <laughs> yeah, mind wipe. Just be grateful, Magneto, or just be grateful I'm not like Magneto, uh, Wasp says, as she does a three fur, four fur blast of Storm, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Rogue and flies away.
0: She gets into a vehicle and she's gone. Wolverine says, First Spider Man trashes us, now the Wasp. I've had it with getting dumped on my butt. <laughs>
1: Futsers. Futsers <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> oh am I going to scoot, scoot if they keep dumping on my butt? <laughs>
1: Well, Magneto's like, she won't get far. So she, he uses his magnetic powers to control the craft uh, and gets it to kind of crash, or start to crash, but the professor kind of interrupts. Listen to me. I could have prevented her escape with a simple telepathic command, but I chose not to.
0: A few hours ago, I succumbed to temptation and psionically prevented Spider-Man from delaying our journey, and that was a crime in a moment of weakness i was no better than doom or hitler or anyone else who ever used power to usurp another's freedom remember just 5 minutes ago when she called you hitler hitler you don't want to be like hitler either hitler
1: hitler 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 was bad and you should know because you were in auschwitz remember just like dr doom he's hitler <laughs> So somewhere, well, it's a good guy base that's toppled over mountain. We get kind of a recreation of the cover. The Hulk is holding up the mountain. Captain Marvel is creating light and is going to, um, I don't know what she's going to do. I think she's just creating light.
0: Yeah, she's just creating a light. And uh, they need to wake up Reed Richards because he's got the big brain. He'll get them out of this. And they wake him up and immediately he starts... uh. Assessing the situation, he takes Spider-Man's web shooters, Iron Man's... some part of Iron Man's armor. um,
1: Micro-electronic components. Hawkeyes, arrows. He takes all of this stuff and he puts together a contraption that is able to blow or amplify uh, Iron Man's powers to blow a hole through the mountain.
0: And while he's doing this, he makes fun of Hulk, which... Force this Hulk to be just a little bit stronger.
1: Yeah, Hulk is getting madder and madder and madder. And so between the combination of all these powers, they're able to blast the hole out, get out. And uh, that's when Thor shows up. He's like, hey, um, I wasn't off with Enchantress. Uh, just on a walk. Uh, <laughs> I
0: really like this panel where the uh, the mountain blows a hole in the side of it.
1: Yeah, the Cthulhu panel. Yeah. That's a good panel. Absolutely. It's cool. And so everybody's joined up. Everybody's happy. Like, we got to go to battle. So they head off. Uh, Captain Marvel's going to go look for food, shelter, and medical supplies. And she can fly at the speed of light, so she's going to go find some stuff. She flies around. She sees the old headquarters. She sees Galactus just standing there. What the heck's that crazy dude doing? And then she finds a village.
0: Because this world is constructed of various other worlds, uh, there is the possibility that there are also some people from these other worlds.
1: Yeah, and there are there are, there are people down there. We see Galactus overlooking this village. So Galactus is huge. Um, mm-hmm. The beings don't speak English. They they speak some something that we can't read. A bunch of symbols. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that one of them, or maybe all of them, I don't know, uh is a healer. But uh I I think she has like an empath power where people just fall in love with her. Or maybe they maybe her power makes them feel so good and heals them so much that they fall in love with her. I don't think so. No? Because only Two people fall in love with her, but she only heals two people. Oh, I no, guess you're she, right. She heals. She, she, she Hulk.
0: heals. She heals. She Hulk, and I'm sure she, she heals heals all of them a little bit. Because I mean, it looks like Ben Grimm over here in this panel is is not is is in the same state as the Human Torch.
1: He's, so I
0: bet she heals everybody.
1: Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't I don't remember, but yeah, uh, the Torch is like hitting on her.
0: It's love at first sight for Torch.
1: And, uh, yeah, so Ben, believe me, if he cared about us, it wouldn't matter where where we were hidden, but he doesn't. So right here is just as safe as everybody. And I think he's talking about Galactus.
0: Yeah, Galactus. Because they're, they're, uh, Ben is worried that they're in plain sight of Galactus, and uh, that's when Reed says what you just said. Ben then turns back into the thing. He's like, what the blue blazes is wrong with me on earth? I'm always a lovable lump of rock owned rocks here. All of a sudden I get human again for no reason at the worst possible time. And now I'm a monster again. Why big brain? Why? I'm not sure, Ben. I'm
1: not sure. So I'll,
0: uh, give it some thought
1: <laughs> thing. Hang heads off to like, I don't know, pout or something, uh, Mr. Fantastic looks up at Galactus, sees that Galactus is raising his hands, and then he says, oh, no, no, what could it be, Jeremy?
0: Why, it's issue five.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so there you go. Next week, next time here on the Secret Wars podcast, since we're running long. I'll just say that uh, until next time, my name's Jeremy. My name's Adam. Uh, and the Danger Room, I'm sorry, the Secret Wars Battle Planet Room is closed. Secret
2: Wars, What's Dr. Jules mission? Secret Shield? Ah, Zap Captain America, it's my Doom Roller. Dr. Doom, Doom Roller, Turbo Cycle and Captain America each sold separately. Batteries not included. Let's roll, Doom Roller. That first wheel can't stop the Turbo Cycle. Change course, Doom Roller. Now, Turbo Cycle, you're doomed. Doom Roller and Turbo Cycle vehicles from the Marvel Super Heroes Secret Wars collection, each sold separately. Action figures also sold separately. New from Mattel.